Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plans, visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Mother's Day, all right, my wife left me hanging. So you guys, when she comes back, tell her I was great, okay? She's worried about my Mother's Day message, but um, I think uh, we, we got it covered. I'm, I'm so excited. It's, it's bittersweet for me, um, and I'm, I'm going to try to laugh today because if I'm not laughing today, I'm crying because it's the, my first Mother's Day without my mother. So who passed away in, in January, who was, uh, if you had met her, and many of you have, was just an incredible woman of God, incredible woman of God. So it's kind of weird, like my mom's past, my wife's in Austin, Texas, you know, preaching, uh, it's like Father's Day. I get to take a nap and eat Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just kind of a weird, weird dynamic. So thank you for joining us this morning as, as we uh, dive into some, some scripture. I, I want to address the elephant in the room, the pink elephant in the room on Mother's Day. Because it's always difficult for pastors, you know, because everybody's excited Mother's Day and flowers or cookies. Everybody, all the mothers, are, and not just mothers, women get uh, a cookie from Crumble. I hope you did. If you didn't, get it on the way out. Uh, but the, the, the elephant in the room on Mother's Day is, is this. In, in addressing Mother's Day is hard for some because it feels like a mandate to honor someone who maybe hurt you when you're growing up. You know what I'm saying? There's some women that didn't have great... It's, it's, for others, Mother's Day is an uncomfortable reminder of their singleness. For too many, Mother's Day is a reminder of their lack of children or difficulty to have them. And for a few, it's a reminder of a lost child, a child that passed. So there's all these dynamics. And, and many times as a pastor, you just plow through this, don't recognize your room, read your room and just go, oh, mothers, mothers, mothers. But I, I, I want to, uh, it's, it's so much more inclusive than that, so much more than that. Um, and this Mother's Day, I want to honor mothers with uh, uh, their immediate families, their mothers, but also take a moment in the body of Christ to lift up the women of faith, the women of faith in this church that maybe don't have kids, but uh, they love and care for us too. Um, we, we had our prayer on Wednesday, and, and um, Tricia and Chris, and who else was this? The, the, the four, uh, Tracy, you were working that day or something, but there's usually four or five of us, and, and Chris was speaking at another event on, on Wednesday, and, and, uh, and Tricia's got this prophetic edge to her and just hears from God as just an amazing prayer warrior. And, and as we're praying for it, she gave Chris this, this inclination that she felt God had spoken to her. And uh, that after Chris would speak, she said, don't go anywhere because women are going to be lined up to talk to you. And Chris was like, no one's going to line up to talk to me. Don't worry about that, you know. False prophet, throw rocks at her. Um, <laughs> come on, choke. I, I talk about women in Mother's Day because they're spiritual women. And, and she told her this. Chris went and spoke. She's like, a line of women. Couldn't get through talking to them. 
I, I say that because there are women of faith and spiritual mothers in this house. Just because you haven't birthed something out of you that way, <laughs> physically, doesn't mean that there are women here that are spiritually birthing, that aren't doing uh, uh, things. And even women who have birth in the natural, they're called, we've talked about disciples, to, to in the spirit also birth and to mother. Women of faith and spiritual mothers. That's what we have in this house. And in Mother's Day, I want to talk about encountering Jesus through mom. And I want to honor you ladies. I want to honor you mothers. I want to honor you that, 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 that are in this church because encountering Jesus through mom is one of the most powerful and dynamic ways that you encounter Jesus in this lifetime. Proverbs 31, 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Jesus talks about influence. We've been talking about discipleship and the influence of your life and the importance of you being a light in the midst of the darkness. It's the importance of you being salt in the midst of a saltless world. That's influence. But I'm telling you, no one has influenced my life more than the woman that just passed away in January. No one modeled anything greater for me. No one touched my life in a... In a bigger way than this woman that Jesus saved when she was 17 that impacted my life. Dad, you're a close second. <laughs> but her influence in my sister and I and in many of your lives is immeasurable. A mother's love is all about influence. It's the impact that she has on her children. It's what they take with them when they go. It's the way God meant it to be. See, the picture that God gave us, and, and uh, I'm going on a rabbit trail, but I don't care. I've got you locked and you have cookies. So we get out of four, you just nibble on those and you'll be fine. Um, it, 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 God created man and woman. The two became one. The balance of the husband and the wife coming together. What the world wants to do, what the enemy wants to do is destroy that covenant, that oneness, so that he takes a father out or a mother out of the picture, and then all of a sudden it's a fractured picture of who God is. Because the complete picture, the way that God meant a husband and a wife to be, was to be a picture of God. And the influence that mothers and fathers have on their children changed kids. I can show you statistically, I'm not going to. But what we see the enemy doing, and John 10.10 10 says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, is that he wants to steal he wants to steal from the family. He wants to kill that relationship, and he wants to destroy the unity that God has called together to raise families. Anybody disagree with that? If you do, get another cookie and, and I was going to say shut up, but I can't say that in church, can I? I can't, okay. A mother's love is about, all about influence. It's all about influence. I, I, I want to go through a few things. A mother's influence in the prayer life, reading the Bible, being diligent, showing God's love, serving with a smile, all these different aspects I want to I talk a little bit about today. And, and dads, I, I want you to recognize, I want you to see, men, I want you to see the importance of women in your children's life, the importance of a woman in your life of your children, the importance of a woman, and, and look at that and use it and encourage and, and really have eyes to see because too many times I walk by my wife and I don't see all these things she does. Just because we have this conversation, we laugh quite a bit, 
most of the time we're laughing, but it, it, that conversation of, you know, uh, I work, she doesn't work, and I give her a bad time. Well, you don't work. And she's like, oh, oh, let me tell you, with your five kids, I work harder than you. And it's true. It is absolutely true. A mother's influence. Number one is prayer. Mark 1.35 says this, And rising early, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Prayer is the foundation for this Christian walk. Prayer is the foundation for our communication with God. Prayer is what this is built on. For the last, I don't know how many years, Eddie, every Wednesday we meet here. Eddie's one of our prayer guys. And we pray for you. We prayed for you when there's 12 people. We prayed for you when there's 20 people. We pray for you today. Prayer is the foundation. And I learned this from my mother. Children learn best when they're led by example. How will they know that they can talk with the Lord if they don't see you doing it. I've told this story time and time again, and, and it, is, it is imprinted in my brain. It's me walking down the stairs at 5 in the morning with my father to go play hockey, practice hockey, because in California you did practice at 5, 6 in the morning because there's no ice time and blah, blah, blah. So I regularly I'd wake up, we'd walk down, and, and I, I would pass by, grab something out of the kitchen, I'd look to my left, and there would be my mother on her hands and knees, praying, praying. And, and time and time again, she would, she would pray with me as a little kid. I, I remember growing up and, and, and all the, every night she would come in my room and we'd sing our songs and she would, she would pray with my sister and she'd pray with me. And I learned how to communicate with God. I learned that God wasn't just a religion, just a church, but God was a person that I could have relationship with. And she taught me how to pray. And from the earliest age I can remember, I didn't understand it when I was a kid, but she would pray for my spouse, for my wife-to-be. And I believe that God gave me the woman that, she usually sits there, the woman that he gave me, one of the facts, because my mom's prayers. My challenge to you, young moms, young women, uh, uh, older moms, older women, is that you would pray diligently for your children. Watch what God might do. Watch what God might do. Number two, read the Bible to them and for yourself. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says this. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness that the man of God may be com uh, competent, equipped for every good uh, work. This, this scripture prepares you. It, it gets you through the day. Look, I, there are many a days with, with five kids that, that my wife needed this scripture to give her the life to get through what she had to get through with my five kids. And when I, when I look at this and, 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 and I, I see Ryan and and I know you read your Bible, I know you got kids, and I know you're in crazy stages, but that wisdom that you have and that peace that you bring in, and you're modeling it for these, these beautiful little girls, these crazy beautiful little girls that have incredible power in them that God's going to do something magnificent through through. And, and it's, it's that time of prayer. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, therefore there's no condemnation. I don't read every single day for an hour. And all. No, 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 no. But you're engaged in your word, the word of God, so that you might impact your kids. And I honor you for that. And I honor you for your family and what you do. Thank you. Number three, being diligent in a mom's job. There's no, look, 
There is nothing more difficult than a mom's job. I'll, uh, okay, she's not here. I'll confess. She'll probably watch it. Some of you will tell her just because that's what you'll do. But, you know, I, I get up at 5. And when I was, you know, I was, I'd get up at 5. I'd get up early and I'd get out of the house. And, and people go, oh, man, you're so diligent. You just get up at 5. and go. I'm like, heck no. I don't want to deal with those kids. I'm going to get out of there before we got to feed them all, get them dressed, and get them to school. I'm a loser, not a great person. Now I'm on the back end. I run to all the games and did all that stuff. But, but it is a job that is like no other. I don't have the calculations. There's a calculation of what a, the, the, you know, mom makes or something. It's this crazy amount of money, the time they put in. But Proverbs 1.8 says this. Listen to my son, your father's instructions. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland of grace to your head and a chain that adorn around your neck. Proverbs 29, 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. It's a diligent job. McKenna, my, my daughter, who ha- had, had a baby out of wedlock. She was 18. And, you know, that's, that's not difficult. For those of you who are judging the pastor, I understand the pastor's kid got pregnant in high school, whatever. Okay, um, we've gotten through that. It's kind of funny. Now it's funny. It wasn't funny, you know, five, six years ago, but it's funny today. But I watched this young woman. I watched this young woman work a full-time job, take care of her son, and love God. And, and it's... it's this mom's job, if you're a mom, you know what I'm talking about. Play, teach, do a craft, read to them, clean up their mess, discipline, repeat. Play, teach, craft, read, clean, discipline, repeat. And it's just this repeat, repeat, repeat. And by the time dad gets home or the man, he's like, they're like, you take over. I can't do this anymore. It's the same cycle. Over and over. The mom's job is is a difficult job, but it's God incarnate in their life. Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit that that impacts our children. A mom's job. Number four is you show them that you love God in the hard. You show them that you love God in the hard. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Showing your children the love of God in the heart. Look, anybody can love God when, it's, when things are going great. Anybody go, oh, thank you, Jesus. Anybody can go to church and, you know, throw a tip in the, in the basket or, or, you know, what, when things are going great, it's like, oh, this Jesus guy, he's wonderful. It's in the hard, it's in the trenches, it's in the difficulty of life that we've all experienced. I, I, I look at my wife in the midst of, of difficult circumstances that we've gone through, and many of you know our story, but, but her faithfulness in that, the, you know, the, the, gosh, I'm just, I, I, Yeah, she's unbelievable. (laughs) There's night after night that I just said, I'm going to bed. And and I'd wake up and I would hear this woman walking in my hallways just praying. I'm like, "Uh." it's it's this mom that shows in the, the midst of difficulty that there is a God that can bring peace. And I look at Shelly Kelly, 
and all that, and John and the family, and we have similar stories in many ways. And I watch in the heart as you just continue to love Jesus. I watch in the heart as your mom, John, continues to believe Jesus. You know, it's in that heart where we show our kids that that you place your trust in the Lord. It's not always pretty. And sometimes it may not even look like you're trusting in Jesus. But here's what I find about a woman like Shelly Kelly or my wife. Is they get up the next day and they get back at it. Pam, get up the next... You had to raise Jeremiah. Dear Lord. Steve, you, I mean, get up the next morning. Oh, Jesus, help us. Showing them you love God in the midst of the heart. So good. And, and, and I look and mom's in this room and I see some of the things you're going through. And the way you love your daughters and sons in the midst of the difficult times is so critical. Thank you. Thank you. It's not easy. Thank you. Number five is respect and dad. Ephesians 5.33. However, let each one of you Love his wife as himself and let his wife see that she respects her husband. This, this love and respect that Ephesians 5 talks about, it's this tension of the back and forth of, of love and respect. Men aren't, aren't built to, to um, uh, or let me back up. Women aren't built around this big respect thing, although we respect women. It's to be cherished, it's to be loved, it's to be covered. That's the way God created women. And, and, and men, I, I don't need all this lovey-dovey notes and all this stuff. It's nice and thank you, but I, I need to feel respected. And it's this, this, these two, and, and you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever seen a marriage where, where a woman's been res- disrespectful and, and how a man responds? Or have you seen a marriage where a man doesn't cover his wife the way he's supposed to, the way the Bible calls calls them to, and, and there's this tension here, and, and, and God calls us to walk in this unity of one another, and, and I look at Debbie Winnae, they're not here today, the Winnae's, but they've been married for, gosh, 40 plus years, Rick and Debbie Winnae, and they've been in the hard, they lost a son in, in the Iraq war, and they've been through the difficulty, and, and, and Rick, and I would tell him this if he's here, is not the easiest guy to work with, I love Rick, you know, he's, he's real type A. I wish he was here. He's real type A and just funny and all that. But, but I, I watch her and how she treats this man and how she loves him well and how she supports him and walks by his side. See, what we need, men, are women who will walk with us through the stuff. See, but here's what happens. Too many men don't cover love or, or cherish their wives. And their wives are left on an island. And, 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 but he, again, here's what you find. Is most women keep coming. They just keep coming. And they keep coming. Uh, respecting and, and loving dad is critical for your kids. And I love the way that the women in this church do that. Number six is service with a smile. Philippians 2.4 says this, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. It's it's about others. This this whole thing, this whole scripture is about others. And Mindy, who's on a road trip for the next month, she's in 
uh, she got in her convertible, she just retired, and she's like driving across country. But, but I, I love how Mindy, she's always got this smile in the midst of serving, and, and she loves her daughter as a single mom, and, 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 and it serves her, and, and still picks her up at the airport, and all these things. But modeling cheerfulness um, in servanthood sets the bar high for your children to do the same. Look, your children are watching. They're constantly watching their moms and their dads, and they're seeing how they respond in certain situations. A smile in the heart is so big. A smile in the difficult is so important. And I, and I watch her time and time again with this smile on her face. You know, she comes rolling into the, and, and just, you know, joy and light come into the room. And when moms bring that into the midst of, of difficulty or whatever it might be, what it does is it's radiant to the children. It's infectious, and you grab a hold of it. It's almost kind of like Jesus. See, moms, you're a picture of Jesus. You're a picture of Jesus. Mom and words matter. Proverbs 18, 21 says this, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it eat of its fruit. Words matter. Words matter. I, I've said this before. I, I, I've broken more bones. I've got two fake hips. I've got all the, you know, all that stuff is healed. You know what I do remember? Some of the things that were said about me from 30 years ago. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. It's a lie. Total lie. Everything's healed. Some of the things have been said. I've got to release. The words that you speak over your children bring life and death. The words you speak over your marriage, the words you speak are critical in your marriage. Continually speak life. Look, if you don't even believe it, what I say is speak it in faith and watch it come to be. You can change the whole atmosphere of your house if you'll just speak life, if you'll speak forgiveness, if you'll speak truth, if you'll just speak it into existence. You go, oh, that's real charismatic. Really? Let's look at Genesis 1. What did God do? Spoke it into existence. There's balance in everything, okay? Hear me when I'm speaking here. You want to change the atmosphere in your home? Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. And watch what God might do. Maggie West, she sits back there. She's gone, gone today so I can talk about her because she wouldn't let me talk about her if she was here. You know, when I talk about spiritual mothers and I talk about women, that she has no natural children. But let me tell you, she's got nieces and nephews and grandnieces and nephews that she imparts into, that she imparts life into, that she imparts uh, hope into. And speaking kindly to others will model the kindness and patience the Lord has towards us. Giving words of wisdom from a life that has lived through Jesus is critical. Someone who's been through stuff. And Maggie has this, this grace about her. She has this wisdom about her. And, and you go, well, she has no natural children. You know what? She has spiritual children. She has people that she influences. And she speaks life into people. And she brings wisdom to people. Don't tell me that she's not a mom. She has influence. She speaks words. And things change. And I love that she's secure in that. I love that she can speak. And things change. Words matter. Moms, words matter. 
I, Chris and I had, a, a, it was kind of a, our, our thing with kids and stuff because, gosh, Lord knows we did a lot of things wrong. No comments from this section because you guys have grown up with us over here. Lord knows we've done a lot of things wrong. And I think we've done a few things right. But the, the, what, what we tried to do regularly is, is, is we just tried to balance out. It, here's what we, we realized. If we could just balance the, 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 the balance a little more towards fun and Jesus and a little less towards crying and yelling babies, you know, that, that maybe, oh, hi, Jeremiah. Um, I, you don't have to leave. Seriously, I, like, I don't mind. If you could just kind of tip the scale just a little bit. It's not about having, it's speaking life over those in your home. Number eight, random cheers in a song. Random cheers in a song. Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Random cheers in a song, and this is, is my wife. If you know anything of my wife, this is my wife. Sometimes it's all we got. You've experienced it. Sometimes it's all we got. God wants us to find enjoyment in life, peace in the heart. How many times, TJ, uh, you know, things going squirrely in our house and, and your mother runs down the hall doing a cheer? How many times, you know, where, where, where things are just, the wheels are falling off the cart and she pops up and starts singing a song? And everything inside of me wants to just go, shut up, stop, you know? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then she does a John Blue cheer. Gosh, and then it just breaks me down. And I, okay, let's go. Look, uh, women, you, you, you have, there's something that you have. You have a piece of our hearts. And, and pragmatic, stupid men don't see things at times. I, I can't do a cheer. And God knows I can't sing. She understands the atmosphere in my home. And she breaks out in cheer. And she breaks out in cheer when things are good. She, it, it, you set the temperature in many ways in your home. Because you're at the home, in the home, a lot longer than a lot of the dads are. Random cheers in a song can, can change everything. In your house. Number nine is listen up. James 1 through 19. Know this. I'm, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear. Slow to speak and slow to anger. When I first say that. Listen up. It sounds a little harsh. Listen up. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is someone. A spiritual mom. What I'm talking about is someone. Who actually listens to you. When you're going through something. You know the difference. I, I had a, a Claire, actually uh, Seth's mom, who's wonderful. She's led worship for us. She, she's great. You'll be talking to her, and there's times, you know, I'm, I'm distracted. I'm looking around. She literally, I think she's done more than once, will grab my face and go, look at me when I'm speaking to you and focus. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> I, and it's, it's good because, you know, you get... But, but, but what I'm talking about is, is someone who can hear what you're saying. And there's empathy and, and they really care about what you're saying. 
Uh, what I'm talking about are moms and women who, who stop and, and actually listen. Because as, as a dad, too many times, I'm just like, okay, that's great, kid, let's go. Okay, I got to go here. Hey, I got to do this. And moms that just stop and go, just tell me a little bit. I, 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 this is Juliana. And when I talk about spiritual moms, just not just about natural mom, although she has a natural, beautiful daughter who, who's married, but, but she's been also a spiritual mom to my children, that she'll actually listen. When I wouldn't listen, they, she would go, come over, your dad's, you know, and, and she would listen. And not bring all the self-righteous judgment, and just listen. By listening to what your children have to say, you model the fact that God invites us to bring our cares to him and that he always hears us. Moms do this so well. Where dads just kind of blow through. And this isn't bash dad day because we do a lot of things really well that you guys can't touch. But that's the beauty of two becoming one. There's this balance that's so good. God knew that. God knew that and the enemy's attacking that. Number 10 is calm and peace. Calm in the midst of it. Look, here's the, here's the deal. Here's where the, the church has lied many times. Us, pastors, like, you know, give your heart to Jesus and everything is going to be great. You ever heard that one or ever intimated? I, it, it, and let me tell you, when I gave my heart to Jesus, everything is great, but not the way that we preach it too many times. The way we preach it is this. Everything, your finances will be wonderful. Your marriage will be wonderful. That car, new car will be wonderful. That new house will be wonderful. The job, God will give you all your dreams. Now, the scripture says. In fact, the scriptures say, there are storms coming. These waves and storms are coming. What are you going to do with them? See, the, the, the promise that God gives me in this scripture is that I can get through it, that I'll have the strength, that I'll have the fortitude, that I won't lose my faith, that I'll be a light in the midst of the darkness of my hour, and that others will see it and they'll go, whoa, how are you doing this thing? How are you getting through this thing? And you go, ah, Jesus all I got. And, and, and it's that calm and peace that moms bring in the midst of this time that is so critical, Second Thessalonians says. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord will be with you. I, I love Jenna Harmony, who helps run our children's church. I mean, just, just, there's just, you get, she's back there worshiping and just give her a hug. There's just a calmness and peace. She's got three little boys and they're squirrely as can be. They are all, they're boys. I, that's just, just say boys and that make equal squirrely as can be, okay? So I, I get it. And then she's just got a calm about her. She's just, it, it's just this peace about her as she walks into the room. The calm in the storm, the peace in the heart is a steady mother. A mother's love is a rudder in the child's life. A mother's steady, peaceful, speaking life is the rudder in a child's life in the midst of difficulty. And God has called you to be that because the dad is too worried about driving and steering. So, But the reality is mom is the rudder that's keeping the boat straight. So many ways. A mother's love is one of the greatest pictures of the love of Jesus. A mother's love is one of the greatest pictures of the love of Jesus. 
John 3.16 said this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but will have everlasting life. That's the hope of eternal salvation. It's the hope that I walk in. It's the hope that God gives us. And, and, and when I look at it and go, God gave everything for me. Men are like, ah, they're going to give everything for these kids. It feels like it, but I don't really want to. But there's something about a mother that just goes, here you go. And it's a picture of what Jesus did for us. This is, here's my life. And, and in this craziness of this world today, there aren't as many mothers that just go, here you go, here's my life. I got to have a job. I got to have this. Got to have a nanny. That would have been unbelievable. No, therefore, no condemnation for nannies. I have no problem. I wish I had one. Um, but, but, but there's something about this mother's love that is so critical in children's lives. Not just your children's lives. In the lives of your adult children. In the lives of your spiritual children. In the lives of those that God has called you to influence. Because do not mistake, I'm not talking about just natural birth. You have influence in so many areas. So many, Deborah, gosh, you have influence over, over a thousand in what you do. These young people, you have this influence as a strong mother who is brilliant, that, that loves her son and, and is willing to give everything. And you got to live with Paul. So <laughs> I look in this room and I just see woman after woman, Pam, and, and, and what you do in that school and your influence. You didn't birth those 200 kids or however many are at that, at that school, but, but it, you, you might as well have because you influence them in such a way that a mother impacts all these kids that they're changed. That's the church. And that's Mother's Day. Always remember a mom's influence is a powerful influence in our children's lives. Spiritual children and natural children. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And as you seek God, Mom, as you seek God in these words, as you pray and you reach out to Him, and you, and you, you imitate Christ, your children are going to imitate you. And they will call you blessed. Side note. Some of you may have kids that are off track. I've had them. Trust in the Lord in the scripture that says, look, raise up a child in the way they should go. They will never depart. Here's a lie that I was told in the church early on. That raise up your children the way they should go and they should never depart. They didn't tell me that there may be gaps in there. They forgot to tell me that about 18, 17, oh, one might get pregnant and get a little squirrely. One might get this and do this and one might get this. But to a T, what I'm watching is God bring them back full circle. Watching them love God. And they had their times. Don't be discouraged. Moms, don't be discouraged. God is faithful. 
God is faithful. This word is true. Thank you for being the moms that bring light in the midst of darkness. Thank you for being the moms that love kids well. Thank you for being the moms that influence others' kids. Thank you for being the women that love Jesus and bring hope. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time this morning. God, I do. I thank you for these women. God, the influence, there, there's so much influence in this room. God, I pray that you would bless them. God, if there's, if there's any hopelessness that's going forth, God, I pray that you would bring hope this morning. God, I thank you as we, we press into you and seek you and your kingdom, God, that you'll bring the peace. God, I thank you for uh, the women in this church that, that, that we walk with, God, and I just pray that you would bless them. Give them strength for their families. God, I pray that the men would love their wives and cherish and cover and, and their wives the way you've called us to. God, I pray for those women who are hoping and their hope is in a child, Lord, that you would, would bring that to fruition, that their hope is in a, a man that you've called them to be with. God, I pray right now that you would meet their needs, God, that you'd bring that man, that, Lord, you'd re release that womb, Father God, that you would bless them. And Lord, I thank you for this family in this church and all these women here today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. amen.